What's going on, y'all? This is the Claw Athletics Podcast, C-A-P, but this is no cap because every single episode is super focused, super dialed in on a single health topic, and everything in these episodes is based on research and four years of coaching actual human clients. And most importantly, every episode is so practical that you can take action on the topic today. In today's episode... I'm talking about how I stayed healthy and fit when I was in corporate America. So to give you guys the full background, before I became a full-time health and fitness coach, I actually spent four and a half years in corporate America in the workforce. My first two years, ironically enough, was at a company you might have heard of, Frito-Lay. Again, very ironic. Now I'm a health coach, a fitness coach, and the first company I worked for out of college was a snack food and chips company. But it's the truth. My second company was a a company called Applied Materials. Uh, Applied Materials, we called it AMAT. And so the very first company, Frito-Lay, that was warehousing, distribution. It was long hours. It was on my feet 13 hours a day. And during that chapter of life, I have to admit, I was not very healthy. And then my second company, when I really made that change and really made that transition to be like, hey, yes, I want to be good at my job. Yes, I want to have a social life, but I'm not willing to sacrifice my health and fitness to do it was when I transitioned to that second company, Applied Materials. And so Applied Materials, that was more of your traditional nine to five corporate job. We had a corporate office, quarterly events, office snacks, coworker lunches. Uh, team dinners, you name it, the whole nine yards that I'm sure a lot of the listeners out there are experiencing at your current job. That was my chapter in corporate America. And so for me, honestly, I was even, I would have to say probably the healthiest, I'll put it this way, the best physique I think I've ever had was when I was at that second job at Applied Materials. And so today's episode is just going to dive into how was I able to achieve really the best physique of my life while having a traditional nine to five corporate American job. And so the number one thing that for me allowed me to create that physique and balance my job was creating structure in my life, not just at work, but in my life overall. And that's the number one thing that I would tell you, the listener, if you're in corporate America, really, if you have any job is your job and your workforce is not going to create structure for you. And they are also not going to take care of your health and your fitness and your wellness for you. It's up to you to create those boundaries and to create structure and routines and a plan that you can stick to, obviously, while still keeping your job. So I want to give you guys some of the elements that went into what my overall structure, my plan, my routine was when I was in corporate America, again, as it pertains to health and fitness. So the first element of structure that I adopt it and I would I would invite you to adopt as well is you have to be very clear with yourself on which days of the week am I going to work out no matter what right if you start the work week and you say hey I'm going to work out this week. I'm going to hit the gym three times this week, but you're not very clear on which days am I going to go. There will always be reasons to skip your workout, right? On Monday, it could be, hey, the team is going to get happy hour after work. On Tuesday, it could be, hey, your friend from a different company wants to get lunch with you during the lunch hour, and then your girlfriend wants to hang out you know, for dinner that night, you have to have a very definitive schedule of number one, which days of the week am I going to work out? And then number two, within those days, what time and what location will I be working out in? So for me, my schedule during corporate America was I did the gym Monday, Tuesday, 
Thursday, Friday. And my split was Monday was leg day, Tuesday was upper body, Wednesday was off, Thursday was legs again, Friday was upper body again. And then the reason I did it that way was I could tie my workouts to my lunch hour. And so every single day in corporate, what I would do is if it's a Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, or Friday, when lunch hour hits, I would work out during lunch. And so that way I didn't have to worry about getting off of work, going home, picking up my workout equipment, going to the gym, driving home after the gym, and then feeling like my entire evening is gone. I would just knock it out during the lunch hour again on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. And the reason I also love that approach is because if I had four workouts during the week, my weekend then became a bonus, right? And so when you talk about balancing social life with fitness, I knew that most social events happen on the weekend. So I did not want to rely upon my future self to get workouts done on Friday night or Saturday or Sunday. Versus if I stuck to my plan and said Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm working out no matter what, then on the weekend, no matter what social plans come up, I've already completed my workout. So the very first part of my structure that helped me was I was so clear on these are the specific days that I'm going to work out. This is the time I'm going to work out on those days. This is the location and nothing can get in the way. So that's number one is create that structure around when you're going to the gym, which days and which times. Number two that helped me greatly was I would bring a gallon of water to the corporate office every single day. Every day I would walk in with my gallon of water and I'm not going to lie as much as I, I, I love my, 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 my previous coworkers and my previous colleagues, of course, I received a good amount of jokes and laughs and ribbing about, you know, do you have enough water? Like, who do you think you are? Why do you have so much water? What's up with you? But that was my way of ensuring I would get my hydration for the day. Because again, let's be honest, if you have a corporate job or really any kind of busy, uh, stressful career, throughout the workday, if you have to get up and get refills 10 times per day, you're probably going to forget, right? If you're going from meeting to meeting, if you're checking emails, if you're working on that project that's due for your boss by 4 p.m. today, the last, th the last thought on your mind is going to be, I need to go refill my water cup versus if you do like me and just bring an entire gallon of water to the corporate office, it almost becomes seamless. You don't have to think about hydration because the entire day that water is right next to you and it's not going anywhere. And again, you don't have to stop your work day to get up and get refills. So I would accept all of the jokes and I would walk in with my gallon of water. And that was my way of saying, you know what? I'm going to get hydrated every single day, no matter what. So that's number two. Number three is within my structure, my approach was I would track my macronutrients. I would track my foods and my fitness pal every day. And even more important than that, I feel like is, look, I would pack my lunch every single day. And so while my coworkers and colleagues, while they were going out to eat at Torchies, at Pluckers, at any restaurant you can think of that was nearby, I would pack my lunch ahead of time, right? So my lunch for the day, it could be chicken and rice that I warmed up in the cafeteria. It could be peanut butter and jelly and some fruit. Whatever it was, I went the extra mile to be like, hey, before I go to bed tonight, let me pack my lunch for tomorrow. Or let me at least have a plan for what I'm going to bring to work tomorrow for lunch. And so I can tell you, being a coach for the past four, four and a half, five years, I have so many clients who once they figured out what their food was going to be during that corporate lunch hour, 
their health and fitness goals took off, right? Because a lot of people, they might eat healthy at dinner time, they might eat a healthy breakfast or even skip breakfast, but they go with their coworkers, you know, to the wing bar, they go with their coworkers to pluckers, to wherever it might be, right? And so that was the third part of my structure for me was I would pack my lunch that way, I knew for a fact heading into the workday that number one, my food was going to be healthy because I was the one creating it. I was the one packing that lunch. And then number two, I was going to know exactly how much protein, carbs, whatever it is, was going into that lunch. So that's the third element for me is I would track my macros every day and I used to pack my lunch and bring it to the office. On a similar note, I also used to bring my own snacks to the office. So if your corporate office is anything like mine, we had snacks galore. It was incredible. You would get to work, you would go to, we called it the snack bar. You would go to the snack bar, they would have candy, they would have gummies, they would have any kind of chips you can think of. It was incredible. They would have Dr. Pepper, they would have Coca-Cola, they would have anything that your heart can desire was at that snack bar. In my first few weeks in the office, I'm not going to lie, I took full advantage of that snack bar. But eventually I looked up and said that this snack bar is the reason I'm not hitting my health and fitness goals. You know, hey, I'm trying to lose weight. I'm trying to get a six pack. I don't have it. Why is that? It's because I'm snacking from this bar throughout the entire nine to five workday. And so similar to my saying that I would bring my lunch to work, I also used to bring my own snacks to work. I used to bring bananas. I used to bring protein bars. I used to bring protein powder at times. I used to bring different types of fruit. Whatever it is, I used to bring pistachios was another one that I used to love bringing to the office. And once again, yes, I did receive a good amount of jokes and ribbing. Oh, this guy's walking in with his own H. I used to, and this might sound crazy. I used to put all these snacks in an H-E-B bag. I didn't care about looking cool. I cared about making sure I was in line with my health and fitness goals. So I used to bring my own snacks. Uh, but again, that was my way of saying it's very difficult to ask myself to not go to the snack bar, but it becomes a lot easier if I have my own snacks on me to say, it's not that I'm going to eat nothing. I'm just going to eat what's in front of me, not go to that snack bar. So number four is I would bring my own snacks. Uh, number five element, and this is a very simple one that anybody out there can execute for free, is I took the stairs as much as possible. And so whenever I would get to the office around 8.30, 9 o'clock, I would already have it in my head that I'm going to take the stairs. Stairs, 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 right? Now, if you're listening to this and maybe you work on the 24th floor of your building, fine. Maybe you don't take all 24 f floors to get to your, to your office, but... A simple action could be, hey, if I work on the 24th floor, maybe you take the elevator to the 20th floor and you just make that deal with yourself that every single time I'm going to walk those next four floors. You know, I can only tell you with my experience, I worked on the fourth floor of my building. And so that was an agreement I had with myself was it's only four flights of stairs. I am not going to take the elevator for these four flights of stairs. I don't care if it's first thing in the morning. I don't care if it's the end of the workday. I don't care if I'm heading to work, heading to a different meeting. I would take the stairs as much as possible. And that was just my way of saying that, hey, I know my career, you know, being in corporate America was very sedentary. You know, I spent a lot of time sitting in chairs, in meetings, um, working on my laptop, working on my computer, checking emails, sitting down. Taking stairs was one way for me to be like, you know what, how can I incorporate steps into an otherwise sedentary career? So that's number five. And then the sixth one, and honestly, it's last, but it's truly not least, is you have to think about 
your reasons for saying no ahead of time. So what I mean by that is when I first got to corporate America, I was a little bit surprised and bombarded by how often your coworkers invite you to do different things, right? You can be sitting there checking email, um, minding your own business, and it's like, hey, happy hour after lunch today. Are you in? Hey, the whole team's getting this uh, this food after after work today. Are you in? And what I would advise you listening is, Think of your alibis ahead of time. I mean, alibis sounds like a bad way to say it, but it's the truth, right? Like if I knew that I don't have the the space in today's nutrition or today's diet to go out to, I keep saying pluckers, but to go out to a restaurant with coworkers after work, I would think ahead of time of what is my excuse going to be uh, that I'm going to tell them for why I can't go. Now, you might be listening and saying, why do you, why do you even need an excuse? But the reason you that I like to have an excuse is because I never want it, once again, I never wanted it to feel like, hey, Corey is not a part of the team. Corey is not somebody who blends in with the team, who wants to get to know people. Uh, Corey is aloof and off to himself. I never wanted it to feel like I just, for no reason, was turning down people's invites to hang out. I wanted to find a way to be like, well, hey, if I don't want to eat out today, how can I say no in a way that does not jeopardize my standing on my team, in my company? A few excuses that I, I used throughout my years. One of them was I used to always love saying, hey, I, I would, but I already promised my buddy that we would grab dinner after work today. Who's going to disagree with that? Who's going to say no to that, right? I would just say, hey, like, I'm down for the next one, but my buddy, we already made plans to, to get to get dinner after work today, and I, I don't want to cancel on them, but I'm down for the next one, right? Uh, another excuse that I use in the past, I, I laugh every time I say an excuse, but it's the truth. Uh, say, if, say if there was a, a big event and people were eating ice cream, um, you know, maybe there's like a quarterly celebration, and maybe on that day, like, I didn't want to eat ice cream that day, you know? Maybe I wanted to save my ice cream for the weekend. Maybe I wanted to save my ice cream for the next day. Something that an excuse I would use often was, well, hey, like, you know, I love ice cream, but I already promised to go running with my friend after work today. You know, me and my buddy, we're going to run two miles right after work today. I love ice cream, but I don't want to I don't want to run with ice cream in my stomach. Right. And then that sparks a discussion of the other person's like, oh, I get it. I get it, man. That's tough, man. I hate to eat before I run also, you know, and now you guys are bonding as opposed as opposed to being interrogated for why you're not partaking in those activities. So just to review, again, the number one thing is create a structure that works for you. I tried to give you guys, you know, six elements of my structure that helped me when I was in corporate America. Um, take the ones that help you, but also kind of think, what is a structure? What is a plan that you can commit to and that you can make a non-negotiable in your own process? And so just to review what helped me, number one, was I was very clear on which days am I going to work out and what time during the day will I work out. Number two, I would bring my gallon jug of water to the office every single day. Uh, number three, I tracked my macros and I packed my lunch every day. Number four, I would also bring my snacks to the office every day, no matter how many jokes that I received. Uh, number five, I would take the stairs as much as possible. And then number six, I would pre-plan my reasons and excuses for saying no, whether it was um, going out to a restaurant with people, whether it was eating ice cream during work, I would pre-plan my reasons to say no to certain activities before people hit me with the question. So at the end of the day, the key is having a plan. You can be healthy, you can be fit in corporate America while still balancing your work and still having a great job and great career. I mean, for me, 
I kid you not, this is the last story I'll tell in this podcast, but I got offered a promotion the final week that I was at the company. The timeline literally went on Tuesday, I was offered a promotion, and then on Friday, I put my two weeks in. And so all that is to say, I don't say that to say, wow, I'm so great, you know, at working. I say that to say that, look, you don't have to choose between being fit or being good at your job. You can be fit and crush it at your job at the same time but it will not happen by accident. You must have a plan, you must create structure, and you must stick to it. It must be intentional, it will not be by accident. So, all that being said, take some of the ideas from today that you might have liked, put it to use in your own life, create that structure, and go execute. For more health conversations, please consider subscribing to the podcast and follow me on Instagram at Coach Corey Lawson. But remember, it is not enough to just listen, nor is it enough to just scroll. You must take action because nothing works unless you do the work. Go execute. Until next time. Peace.